When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The late night lip service for lovers, loners, and lounge lizards. It, well, where, where exactly is your accent from? The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Oh, I've forgotten your name already, excuse me. On Talk Radio. I swear to God, this is some album. This is some album, Dave. The ruthless top Trumps player. This uh, Bob Stanley, Pete Wiggs present them. State of the Union. Man, it's a record. Oh, we're going to hear Mel Torme writing a, a divorce letter later on. Yes! Good evening, dear listener. The Late Night Alternative. Who are you? Catherine Boyle. Oh, what is that noise? Is hey, Google. Hang on. Hang on. Hey, Google. Sorry. Hey, Google. Hey, Google, could you switch noise off, please? Okay, switched it, done. Done, done. Simple as that. Simple as that. Really? Yeah, switched off. Noises switched off. So we're never going to hear that noise again. Any more noises during the show now. It's very, very simple. The noise is now switched off. Right, it's done. Gone. Just spoke to it. Spoke to the phone. This is what you can do now. So spoke to the, speak to the phone because I'm not listening. Oh. Um, so can we just kick? So I'm confused. Okay, right. Again, this isn't really a Brexit kind of show. But 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 but, the news then was incredible. Did you you didn't hear the news because you're coming back and forth. So um so there are now enough people have said that they think Mrs May smells of farts that there might. This could trigger that she could. I don't know what this means. Again, this is how everything is so complicated, and I'm an idiot, right? So the 1922 committee, which is named after the uh, is the centenary year of um, Jacob Rees Mogg being born. He so they've now received enough the 48 letters saying that um, Theresa May smells, and they don't want her to be the prime minister anymore. So, so, so that does that mean that there will now be a vote in British Parliament to say, "Yay, we like Theresa May. We think she smells okay. Yay, we like Theresa May. We think she smells okay." Or, or, or I don't know what it means. What does it mean? I think there'll be a vote. But, can but I also vote... think that she can't sustain now. She's going to have to resign, isn't she? I bet she wished she'd, she'd stayed in that car. 
So, but I don't, I, I've got, honest, I've got no idea. This is the weirdest thing. Everything is collapsing. We're screwed, by the way, guys. We're all screwed. Not me. Like I said, I've got a few quid in the bank. I'm all right. I'm just battening down the hatches. Pray that my mortgage doesn't increase exponentially. And I'm just keeping my, my head down. You guys are screwed. Pretty much. Um, and my kids. My kids are screwed. But, you know, th- th- those guys um, drew a picture of uh, Father Christmas on their Pizza Express children's menu today. And 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 and, and, and he had uh, a cock and was weeing. So screw those guys. And boobs. So screw those guys. <laughs> did i said what's this he had, a, he had a penis he had testicles he was urinating and he had boobies he used a different color and everything didn't <laughs> <I>? <laughs> Express. My boys. anyway i taught them a new swear word today because i feel he said le- proudly i am because my boys they come to me with these new swear words and i'm thinking a, I've got the currency. I've got some great swears I could give them. They're, they're, they're going to be seven and nine in January. But I don't... I really want to give them the C-bomb. But I, I can't arm them with that. That's, I can't give them a nuclear bomb. You can't weaponize those kids. So they know F, they know S. They know bloody. They know crap. Well, now they know the P-word. Thanks to yours truly. Gave it to them. I gave it to them. It's my Christmas, early Christmas gift. Here's a, a P, Here's a swear word. P. What? What does that mean? So I says it's like, well, you know, S means poo, P means we. Then I recorded them saying it and I sent it to you, Catherine. I mean, ever the proud dad. So proud of them. What does, what, what is happening? All right. And also, so here's the thing. There's two big news stories. There's that and there's the, the shooting in, in Strasbourg. I, I suspect that that's going to stay as it is. I don't want to say it's, it's going to stay small because I think at least a couple of people have died, I think. So that's not that's a huge, huge tragedy for those people involved in their families, of course. That's that's huge. Whoa. Oh, there's that noise that we weren't going to hey, hear. Hey, Google. Hang on a second. Sorry. Let me just... Uh... Hey, Google. Turn off the noise on my phone, please. It's done it. It's done it. It's done it. <laughs> okay. Volume. Okay. Volume zero. Well, let's wait and see. The pestle with the vessel. Now, I couldn't do that. So we'll keep. So, I, I, but I suspect that when I say, so I suspect that story in Strasbourg is that it, that's going to be it, and that it, it will not get bigger. But if it does, of course, we'll, we'll we'll go to that. Of course, we will. Okay. Um, I would genuinely love, and I'm not playing dumb. I would genuinely love someone to phone in and tell me what this means the the 48 votes to the 1922 committee this is since 2018 guys and we're talking in riddles <laughs> our future is being decided in riddles so there are two doors and one of the doors uh, tells the truth but the other one tells a lie which one do you go through huh um that's what it feels like we're we're dealing with here and now i've said that i can't remember which door you got which what you're allowed to ask one question Actually, forget the Theresa May thing. Let's do this again, because we've done this before. I can't remember. So there are two doors, and on one door uh, um, is certain death, and the other door you'll live. One door tells the truth. The other door lies. You don't know which is which. You're only allowed to ask one question. What is the question? Isn't, Isn't it, it? What would he say? Okay. Well, you first of all, you're, you're giving the doors uh, gender. Well, I saw Labyrinth. They They were blokes. Okay, so... Well, well, they've they got were, they they've were got, strange. They've got keyholes, but then they've also got knobs. Yeah. 
But, okay, so what does that? So how does that give you the right answer? Don't know. Oh make, come on! Well, seem, come seem on! to make sense in the film. I don't know. It's most... <laughs> okay. All right. Well, maybe. So we've got a lot on the table tonight, and we've got a lot of men phoning in, which is great news for for men. me because I'm thinking of going gay tonight. Got a lot to talk about. Coming off these pills, right? But everyone, uh, you know, I'm banging on about these antidepressants. It's venlafaxine. Uh, Mark, Tom, Stephen, Michael, Caddick, stay there. We'll come to you. And sausage been... party, girls. Coming come off these pills for ages, right? And uh, I was on 150 milligrams, and we halved it to 75 milligrams. Then we halved it. I say, wait, me and my doctor, we halved it to one every other day. And now I have, uh, today is the second time. Okay, so last Sunday, so last week I had a pill on Thursday, didn't have one Friday, didn't have one Saturday. So that's two days, had one Sunday. That's the biggest gap I've had. So if I follow that pattern, I'm supposed to have one tomorrow. But I am tripping my balls out. By the way, guys, we just have to underline, re-underline, this time in red pen. This is not a how-to. No, God. This is all done with Ian's doctor in Ian's case. So everyone who's saying on Twitter, I hope you're doing this with medical supervision. Why are you coming off them? There's no shame being on them. Hey, if you were a diabetic, you'd be taking medicine forever. Um, Don't just suddenly stop, man. What you? uh, ah, I'm not. I'm tapering. I am tapering. I am tapering. And it's driving me crazy. But I reckon I can do this. I reckon, so I'm, if I sound a little bit frantic, I'm, I'm, my tongue isn't quite doing what I want it to do. Let's just go through the symptoms, right? I've been crying a lot today. been very argumentative, but but recognising it and so sucking it in. Um, crying a lot. My tongue isn't quite doing what I want it to do. My temples are ready to explode. Temples of doom. Um, I'm saying, sort of connecting random words together that in my head sound funny. Then when they come out... It sounds boring, and there's like grey all around my peripheral vision, and my eyes hurt. It's like there's a, a ferret burrowing in my eyes. So that's where I am. But I'm gonna. I reckon. But also, it means I feel to 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 quote Billy from last night. I feel like a genius. Is that kind of? Yes, I'm going to conduct the orchestra now, madam. Give me that baton. So, uh, so that's where we are. So tonight's show could be a little bit sparky. Um, let's go. Oh, let's take some calls. Let's go to uh, Tom. Good evening, Tom. Hello. Hello, Tom. Hey, Hey, yeah. What you got for us, Tom? <laughs> yeah, I just heard you talking about like depression and all that. Um, and I've actually, like, I was actually calling up to do this, but recently, well, not recently, it was been like a year and a half. Yes. I've been suffering quite badly. Oh. Um, I was just wondering how you actually went to like counselling. How you actually got to that stage where you admitted that you had a problem? Oh, I've been. This is the thing. I'm not afraid to talk, uh, Tom. And I've been to counselling for years and years and years, on and off, on and off. And I've seen various different people, and some have been amazing, and a couple have been. But there was one that wasn't great actually at all. Um, yeah. And I'm in a very fortunate position, Tom. That for the, I mean, I guess I started counselling. We weren't living in Muswell Hill when I went and saw Hillary. It was for about the last 18 years, and I've kind of had a few quid for the last 18 years. So I'm lucky enough that I can afford to go private, and I had absolutely no qualms about going to counselling. When uh, I couldn't stop crying and hated myself, and my girlfriend at the time said, do you think maybe you, um, you you might be depressed or something? And I went, yeah, I think I could be. Um, so um, I have no qualms about going. Um, d- d- does uh, so? What? So where are you at the moment? What's your situation, dude? 
Oh, right now, honestly, it's just a bit of, I don't know if you know what it is, but it's like depersonalization. Go on, what is that? It's pretty much where you don't feel like you exist. It's okay. a bit odd. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't really heard it being brought up in the main media or anything. Um, so that's why I feel kind of like solitude. Um, mm. Have you, it's have... a bit scary. Yeah. But when I when I talk to myself, distract myself, it just feels a lot better. When I talk to people like you, they just want to find like people like you because you're very level-headed and well, that's well, why I listen to you so much. I think <laughs> Catherine's pulling faces at that statement. Um, no, I mean, you, you, you know you're stuff. Sorry? <laughs> and you are stuff. I am stuff. Have you been to a doctor? No, not really. Why not? I don't know. I just It's just like the stigma of being like, I don't know, it's just, it makes you feel a bit weak, doesn't it? Like, no. That's what you feel. No, no. Why should it make you feel weak? Yeah, I know, exactly. It was just because you don't, there's no stigma. Here's the thing, the stigma now is like, is compared to 20 years ago, is nothing, right? And here's some dicks on, on yeah. Twitter who go, hey, man up, Snowflake. Come on, you cuck. Man up. You, you, you disgrace. There'll be a few of those yeah, people. Yeah, but then read the rest of their stream. Yeah, they're, they're, rest of the, they're, going to, they're the kind of people that went to see Tommy Robinson give a speech at the weekend, for God's sakes. They're the kind of people, <laughs> when Nigel Farage was on Good Morning Britain this morning, mouthing off, they, they loosened yeah. their pyjamas and started playing with themselves. Those are the kind of people that would call us <laughs> Snowflakes for crying out loud. That's so, true. so don't worry about the stigma. Don't worry. Uh, more people are supportive of this kind of stuff um, than ever. And we, Tom, we need to be the bold warriors that step in to the arena of um, <laughs> battle if we feel up to it. And then when we don't feel up to it, we're allowed to go back to bed. Um, but you no, know, man, go and see a doctor. Speak to yeah. your friends about it. Talk to people. The more here's the thing, right? It's a disease of isolation, anxiety, mental health issues. It's a broad umbrella, but they are disease. It's a disease of um, uh, uh, of isolation, and it will lie to you. And you know, its ultimate game is to is to kill you, right? It's a fatal disease. Its ultimate game is is, is, yeah. is to to kill you, and it will do that eventually. So the way to uh, to to start beating that is to take it out of it, the dark little corner it lives in, and put it in the sunlight, and tell people. What am I talking about? You know this because you've you've you're speaking to me about it. Yeah. You know true. this. You're speaking yeah. on and and Britain's most listened to late night radio show about yeah. this. That's a huge thing to do, man. Congratulations. That's right. <laughs> I don't mean it in a patronizing way. I genuinely mean congratulations. You've done a huge thing tonight. Yeah, I just took a bit of courage cuz I've, I've been listening to you for like Three months now, and hey. I haven't I haven't had the courage to call you up. Hey, well, no, you've now, done like, it. Yeah. You've done it. You've done a big <laughs> one like as well. You've done a big one. This isn't phoning up to say, "Oh, I'd like the the uh, county of Kent." This is phoning up to say, "Do you know what? I'm I'm struggling a little bit. Let me can I hold your hand for a few minutes?" And of course, you can hold my hand for a few minutes, man. I'll walk down the street with you. Of course, I will. You've done a huge thing amazing. tonight. Not literally. Let's get, <laughs> get carried away. Um, oh, I will. I'll hold your hand. <laughs> no, of course I'd hold your hand if you needed me to hold your hand. But you've done a huge thing tonight, Tom. This is this. This is a great moment. This is a great moment. This is the start of your recovery. Yeah. Thank you. That is actually, yeah. 
it's it's made me feel a lot better actually right now. <laughs> yeah, and you've just shared it with with some idiot who who, who ate pig's vagina in the jungle. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? When you start sharing it with people who know you and care about you, like I don't know, a partner or your mum or your mate or the person that you sit next to, whoever it may be, the person you, you you play video games with. I don't know what your life is, but when you start sharing it with people who know you and care about you. Then you're gonna you've just let in like a tiny little speck of light tonight. You're gonna you're gonna open the curtains, and let the sun in. Here's the thing, Tom. I'm gonna put the aircon on. I'm listening. I Go bet on. they've noticed. People who are close to you will have noticed that there's something up, and they'll be yeah, glad they that have. you open up to them, because yeah. that's the way you start wor- working out what you do next, and how you yeah. feel better. Yeah, that's that's also what I wanted to do. It's like whoever's having these sort of problems as well, like similar to me. I want them to make sure that it's 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 okay. Like I'm still here. Like <laughs> just it will get better. Because um, yeah. I've felt huge highs mm. and then huge lows, mm. and it's just sometimes you in a dark space, but you know you can get better. And right now, seeing you guys, it's helped me a lot. This is a really exciting. This is a great phone call to take at the start of the show because this phone call on the surface sounds full of um, pain and despair, but actually, you listen to it on on, on stereo. The stereo channel is broadcasting um, optimism, is broadcasting hope, it's broadcasting a turn. <laughs> genuinely, it's broadcasting a turning point in, in in a man's life. Man, this is incredible, Tom. I am thrilled. And listen to me, I'm very very hyper tonight because of these pills. All right, so this hyper uh, activity is is not a natural phenomenon this is chemicals that are doing it and i know that and that's cool because i accept it but this um this this phone call is is a huge uh, um moment in your life man and i'm thrilled and i know Catherine is is honored that you've decided to share that with us so thank you brother cheers can i say one more thing i bet you i'd love him so much if he told us to f off yeah this is all been a big (laughs) ruse i would not do that go on you can of course you can man i want to say that i love nigel his voice, I love him. Oh, you're iller than we thought. Hang on a minute, dude. You, what is this? You, you love Nigel. What we can do is, um, yeah. we'll give him your you mobile number. Want me to do it for you? Rub it in. Hang on a minute. Got something for you. 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 want me to do it for you? Rub it in. Oh dear. Do you want him to rub it in? You want me to do it for you? Rub it in. I would love you, Michael. <laughs> Nigel, what? I've got a Michael. You want, now you want me to find you a Michael. Dick God, Tom. Oh, God, how many no. men? Do you, how many weird men do you want me to get for you? <laughs> hey, listen, man. Um, if Nigel calls in, we will um, we'll, we'll get him to sing a song for you. How about that? <laughs> Please. All I right. love this Frank Snarcher. I give, loved it. Give us well, a... what if it's Carrick Fergus? How would that make you feel? <laughs> or Miley Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, exactly. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> Tom, uh, Tom, it's nice to talk to you, man. I'm so pr- pleased you shared that. You should be very proud of yourself. I'm proud of you as yeah. as, as as a silly old man. I'm proud of you, and um, this is the beginning. And it might get worse before it gets better again. But this is the beginning, brother. Well done. Cheers. Thank you very much. Thank you, Tom. You, there you Tom. go. What? That's a great call to start the show with. That's a great call. We've got some names um, I'm not so familiar with, and some I'm very familiar with. Mark. We've got Mark, Stephen, Michael, Alan. Uh, these are exciting times. Oh three four. Easy. I steady. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is the late night alternative with Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle on Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Join the Talk Nation. Dial up and Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. 
Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, I'm Jamie East. Now, as well as being on talk radio every afternoon between 1 and 4pm, I've just started a brand new podcast that I wanted to tell you about. It's called Talk Film. We've got interviews with the big stars like Martin Freeman, Tandy Newton, Josh Brolin, loads of them. And also all of the reviews of the week's big releases. There's a new episode every Thursday, available through Apple Podcasts and your favourite podcast app. Just search for Talk Film and give it a whirl. If you like it, please hit that subscribe button. Experience the unconventional. Hello. The unpredictable. Don't you think that's a bit weird? And the completely unorthodox. It was my birthday. With rule-free Ian Lee. Uh, I was just trying to generate a bit of content. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Hate alarm clock. Hate going to work. On Talk Radio. times in a row he's getting his secretary to write a letter to his wife saying he's leaving her and then while she's writing it he thinks whoo you're a fine looking secretary maria and she's handy maybe we should go out for dinner there's a couple of these songs this is a great album bob stanley and pete week present the state of the units it's great every song on there is um about America in crisis. It's divorce, it's broken families, it's got, it's Bing Crosby questioning whether we should be going to the moon or not. Uh, it's about uh, Vietnam. And it's a lot of established artists. Bing, uh, the the, um, the Dean Martin song. Let me just play the beginning of the Dean Martin song because it's... Um, uh, do you believe this town? It, it It's... it's um, They're all that... Um, that What's that... Um, that Matt Monroe song, come with us, run. You know, it's it's yeah. him trying to make a social comment. It's all people of that ilk, but Americans um, trying to make social commentary. Hang on, I can't talk. Do you believe this town? Hang on. Listen to the beginning of this, and it's just him doing it in Dean Martin's. It's Dean Martin's voice doing it. Listen to this. This is brilliant. This is great. The woman next door's gone to the PTA And 
stop to see her best friend's husband on the way. <laughs> the folks down the street have a different faith, so everybody's putting them down. Do you believe this town? Do you believe this town? This is next verse is great. Deacon Jones preaches brotherly love every Sunday. And forecloses loans on widows' homes every Monday. But the smart guys say it's the only way to keep the economy sound. Do you believe this town? He's talking about um, keeping the economy afloat by foreclosing on widows' homes. It's Dean Martin. That's not, hey, brother, pour the wine. That's not sweet memories are made of this. Is this um, Dave? Dave, is, is it you who got me? Is it you? Are you the Dave that got me this? Yeah, two nights in a row ringing up. I'm going to be a regular. Mate, but this, honestly, this, this album is getting played to pieces. I'm thinking of buying it. I'm going to send a copy to my mate Scott because he would love That's it. That's what I've done. I've bought about three or four copies for Christmas. It's for people in, I'm going to play the, the, at midnight. I'm playing, um, uh, I'm playing Cherry Stones. Oh, yeah, yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. That chorus! Oh, man! It's some record, man. You're right about the Matt Munro thing. That's when I first started listening to it. I thought, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. It's that sort of, you know, hey, kids, I'm with the kids. Where, you know, it's all free love and, you know. But I've, I've ordered out. the... Um, there's a great Sinatra track in here, The Train, and it's from an album, and I can't remember the name of the album, but uh, it's one I'd heard of before. It was the album that he recorded, I think, in 68, I want to say. Yeah, and then he retired, didn't he? Yeah, and no, no one bought it. Time. No one yeah. bought the album. Apparently it's great. No one bought it at all. And he, and he went, oh, I'm going to retire. And he, so he retired for like five or six years, then, then made one of his many comebacks. But the whole album, it's like a middle-aged album. It's all about divorce and families breaking up and being miserable. And I'm like, yeah, I'll have some of that. That's me. That's me right now. Yeah, I'll have that one, Frankie boy. Apparently it's a cracking record. It's like a lost gem that just yeah. no, one, no one was interested in Frank Sinatra in 1968. You know, it's not the rubber tree plant. <laughs> so, um, no, this is some record, Dave. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay. I rang up, um, I can't remember the guy who was on first tonight, the guy who said... Um, that was Tom. He was a bit trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sort of struck a call with me, and I hope he's still listening. Um, I, uh, I've, well, as you know, I've, I've been on uh, medication for about 20 years. Um, I think I've had anxiety of some form all my life. Um, oh, hang on, I can, help, I can actually help that anxiety now. Just hang on one second, here we go. <laughs> Here's the, the Armenian flu instantly reduced. It's, it's scientifically proven to reduce anxiety levels by up to 26%. So, <laughs> so it's my pleasure. That's my pleasure, Dave. Yeah. Absolutely my pleasure. Um, yeah, so, and so it sort of disappeared during my teens and then came back. And when I was about 24, it, it sort of all crashed in on me. I ended up in a clinic and stuff. Oh, wow. Um, uh, but and then after that, it you know it got better. But it's, it's, I've always had a problem with like what they suppose they call social anxiety now, and crowds, and yep. public transport, and yep. generally going out anywhere. And I had a sort of uh, uh, an epiphany when I went to um, a podcast you've done actually, the, the Richard Herring one. Oh yeah, um, uh, the one that Stephen Fry did. I don't know if you've heard that one. Um, I haven't heard um, that one, but you know, I'm aware of it. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's the one at the end. We, you know, I'm a big fan of Stephen Fry. I mean, when Fry and Laurie, when I was a teenager, they were, you know, they were fantastic. And um, at the end, he was asked by a question by the producer's son, which was, uh, "What's it like being Stephen Fry?" Ooh. And he he sort of said about the good bits where people have really nice come up to him and stuff like that. And he talked a bit about his bipolar and he talked about how it affects his life and how, you know. Everything and it just struck me of how open and I mean you could have heard a pin drop in a room. What was quite interesting was that even though that happened in a room, it didn't really come out until the because he'd never spoken about it. Uh, Oh no, he told us about a suicide attempt. Oh yeah, that was big news. That wasn't it. That got that got in all the papers and stuff. Yeah, but the interesting thing it it didn't get into the papers until that podcast. No one went to the no one went to the papers. No one did anything in that room. They just thought. This is a respectful thing where, you know, he said this, but it's not for... It's not up to us to share it. No, exactly. So no one did, um, which I thought was really interesting. But it just made me realise that I should be a lot more open about my own sort of struggles with anxiety. And uh, the thing that really it gets to you about social anxiety is that it's that thing of it makes a complete liar out of you. Yeah in that um, you make excuses for everything, whether it be going places, doing stuff. I mean, I, you know, I used to say, rather than do something, oh, I, you know, rather than I couldn't go, it was, it was like, you know, I could have gone, but it's just that I wasn't mentally up to it. You'd make excuses? Oh, yeah, but it's, it's, it just, it's a compound on everything. You'd make excuses not for going on public transport, not for going to gigs, not for going to everything. Um you know, um, and in the end, you just your 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 world just shrinks down to nothing near enough, um, which it near enough did for me. Um, but I found just just well, first I wrote a blog just to get it all out of you yeah. know out of my head. But then I just told people about it, and then you realise how many people have got similar situations. But not just that; it's just and as you said to uh, I said to him at the start, it, once you share these things. You're amazed how easier it becomes. Yeah. Um, and um, if you know if anyone's got any problems like that, particularly sort of things they think, oh, you know, it'll feel weak if I tell anybody about it, or my friends will laugh at me, or they won't understand. Um, well, some of them might not because they're ourselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, a lot of them will, and a lot if they do care about you, they'll they'll you know they'll stick by you and they'll look out for you and they'll say, yeah, don't worry, we'll you know we'll we'll, we'll you know, we'll look after you if anything goes wrong. Nothing will go wrong, but it's better that you, you know, it's a you know, problem shared. It's, Dave, you know, a bit of a, do you, a cliche, Dave, but... do you want to fight me? Yeah. I would like to fight yeah. you. I think I would like, I'm just listening to you, and what you're saying is great, right? It's not because of what you're saying, but I'm just getting the vibe thinking, I'd like to fight this guy. I'd like, actually, not. You've, that's you've seen my car, and that's why. You got. <laughs> hey, weirdo. We laughed at your car before we realised it was your car. But I would like to fight you. I'd actually like to fight you. I don't you. think it's a fair match. Me and Kath watched a bit of. Um, what was that? What was it we were watching? It wasn't mixed martial arts. We remember those. those... No, it was cage fighting. We watched some cage fighting. But there wasn't really much fighting. There was a lot of squeezing and sitting on. There was a lot of shoving their faces in the other one's bum. And I also couldn't work out the undercarriage. I used my, my secret weapon. I couldn't work out the undercarriage <laughs> situation. I think they've got some sort... They must have some sort of... They've got to have a box. Yeah. Um, but I would like to do cage fighting with you, Dave. Oh, that, that's... Uh, that'd be interesting, yeah. yeah we can do it. Maybe you... the next rabbit hole, we can do it. At the you're you're up for it? 
Yeah, he's yeah, up for yeah. it. He's he's up for it. That, well, that deserves a round of applause. You see me play top trumps, you know. <laughs> he's going to kill you. I've I've seen the the fire in his eyes. All right, Dave. Yeah. Listen, you're a good man, but I look forward to um to um destroying you. Yeah. Destroying you in. I'm not. Gonna, yeah. I'm not even going to make any of the jokes about battering you in the ring because that's lame. <laughs> it's not the nineties. I look forward to destroying you in a respectful, um, cage, naked cage fight. Like men, yeah. Yeah, like like sense. like men do. Thank you, Dave. There we go. You see, this makes a lot of sense. That guy. Was it Sons and Lovers? Yes. Right. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is the late night alternative on Talk Radio. Closing time conversation for tax inspectors, taxi drivers, and taxidermists. Great big talk for the wee small hours. You've been trolling me big time, mate. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Hang on a second. Uh. Someone who, um, a photographer in California who uh, I've worked with, is a nice guy. Come visit me in California. I'll turn you on to the finest medical cannabis there is. I replied, well, as a recovering addict, as delicious as that sounds, I'll have to pass. Thank you. <laughs> Thank, thanks very much. Switchboard's empty for the first time in an hour and 17 minutes. So me and Kath can breathe a little easier. But that does mean if you call up now, you'll speak to Mark, you'll get straight on. Very, very simple. Uh, if you're a new listener, we're getting so many new listeners... Um, uh, uh, there's no question, there's no kind of talking point, although I'm still hoping that someone can explain to me what the hell is going on in politics. Does that mean that Theresa May could be out? Well, it does mean she could be out. Mm -hmm. The the 1922 committee has had 48 letters saying we don't like her. But that doesn't, all that means is that if she were then, there's then like a vote, vote in the House of Commons. There's a vote, yeah. And if they vote her out, the Tories are still in power, but they just pick Jacob Rees-Mogg or somebody to sit in and take over. There doesn't have to be a general election. I think, I think, I think. And I know that Labour, don't Labour, didn't they say today that they want to have a vote of no confidence tomorrow? In the government. In the government. And that would that would uh, generate, a, that would trigger a general election. Because that would be a cross-party thing. You'd have to go and get support from... All, uh, the, the so whole this house. is now everybody's now. I mean, everybody's been fighting, but now everybody is. It's um, it's like capture the flag to bring it into a gaming reference. Everybody is now trying to grab the flag and go. I got it first. Battle royale. Got it. Battle royale. <laughs> now, what was it? Did you see? And by the way, well done to the gentleman uh, who called him out for looking like Jeff Lloyd, the MP that grabbed the mace. Yeah, he did look like Jeff Lloyd, he didn't did. he? But I don't understand why that was. Obviously, I guess it's rude to walk up in the Houses of Commons, House of Parliament, and grab the mace. But everyone, did you see this at home, dear listener? Everyone went nuts. All the emperor, oh no, no! It all kicked off. And Black Rod took it back and marched it back to its position. And he got kicked out. I think. I don't know what it means. Is he saying that the government isn't fit for purpose? What is the message? And if you know this, dear listener, this is a question. We don't normally do questions, but this is a question. I'll give the number in a second. What is the secret message when you go and grab the mace and walk out with it? I'm assuming you're saying government isn't fit for purpose. I don't know. Here's the phone number. You can call in about this or anything you want. And, and we're talking a bit about mental health tonight, as we do from time to time. That's cool. If you want to just talk in, phone in and talk about nonsense, you can. Uh, if you want to talk about share, you can. The phone number, very simple, free for most people, pennies at most. Uh, you'll speak to Mark. Take about two minutes to get through. You'll speak to Mark. 
He'll take your name and number, won't even ask what you want to say, calls you straight back, boom, you'll be on the air because there's no one queued up at the moment. So the phone number is 0344 499-1000. Mark's assuming the position. He's getting ready. I, I suspect you may have a little wait. Yeah, Mark. <laughs> oh, three, four, four, but at least he's looking in the right direction, unlike some of the people who fill Sam's seat. Trust me. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the phone number. There we go. Were we talking about something? <laughs> Were we? I don't remember. Whatever. I don't remember. I had a revelation today. Go on. An absolute revelation. I got something. Uh, he's banned. <laughs> it's John. Of course it is. I, 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 I'm all right. We're not that desperate. I had a revelation today about something, and it was like, oh, yeah. And I think it's a chemical thing, but it also makes great sense to me. So first, and this, this story kind of ties in with it by coincidence, but I'd made the revelation for this. So... Uh, it's one of Shakespeare's most highly cherished plays, a racy and hilarious look at the Battle of the Sexes set in 16th century Italy. It sounds brilliant. Is it much to do about nothing? Because that's my favourite. That's my only one I like. And no, it's not set in Italy. Yes, it is. Uh, no, it's not. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, I don't think it is. Okay. It's set in a garden. Oh, yeah, but it's... Okay, who are the name the two protagonists? Beatrice and Benedict. Excuse me? Beatrice and Benedict. Okay, name the third protagonist. Um, they're... Oh, uh, Don John, the bastard brother. Watch your language! Okay. That was my audition piece. Was a, uh, Excuse me, I'm talking. Zip. Yep. Ah. Close. I can see the teeth close. I can see you pulling faces behind that closed mouth. Relax the face. I want a blank face. You're not in charge of my face. I will be. God. <laughs> weirdo in many ways this is like what to do about nothing isn't it my of, another way of saying what to do about nothing is a load I of do, balls <laughs> your language tonight. but you know that there hey. was there's a double meaning of that what to do about nothing of course i do but why don't you tell Go me on, you tell me you tell you me, tell first. me. <laughs> okay what do you mean oh i thought you knew what i meant i don't you, you're not speaking english clearly i am all i know is that um a benedict piece from that was my audition piece. Mm -hmm. And if I think long and hard enough, I can probably remember it. That's a jade this trick. Can, I know you were I can bold. do it. I can, oh, no, I'll do it. This can be no trick. That's the first line. I'm in. Okay. This is when he thinks that she loves him. This can be no trick. The conference was sadly born. Because he was up in the tree listening. He was behind a tree in my version. Right. I haven't done that for 25 years. This can be no trick. The conference was sadly born. Shakespeare. This is me quoting Shakespeare. I'm like Dotton Adebayo. Wow. <laughs> um, so, please. Much to do about no thing. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, but no thing. Yeah, nothing. What does that mean? It means nothing. No penis. Oh, all right, mate. Let's just say... It's a play uh, on words. It's not, actually. It is. No, it's not. It is. It's not, though. It totally is. Because you studied it in the 90s. Yeah, and I got A, A-level English. Okay. Well, I studied it in the 80s. I don't think you really I was a little bit properly. closer to when it was actually written. Oh, wow. Let's go to James before we do this, because I think we need a little buffer. We need a little buffer break. 
betwixt. Good evening, James. Hey, Ian. How you doing? Hi, Cass. Hello. That's none of your business. Lo- long time listener, first time caller. But so, um, what to what do we owe the pleasure? Well, I heard you talking about the mace, and I oh. I noticed this as well because they all got outraged. Yeah. And I thought of all the things that are going on at the minute. Yeah, yeah. Particularly yesterday. Why is that such a big deal? Um, so I, I looked it up. And it's the mace is an integral part. Apparently, it's a traditional Parliament thing. But if the mace is removed from Parliament, it means they can't debate and they can't vote. So it means basically, aren't we stupid? Why he grabbed it because he could shut the place down. If he walked out of that place and I don't know went to cash in the attic or whatever he was going to do with it, then he had to shut the place down. Um. This is this is the this is how the country is run is by the country is run by magic and sellotape. Yeah. <laughs> he should have smashed it on the floor, Pete Townsend styley. That would have been amazing. And then everyone would have, have looked and gone. Problems. Ah, we got to go home now. <laughs> isn't, isn't it? it yeah. That's incredible, James. It, what a ridiculously stupid system of government we have. I mean, the, the only thing I'm hoping is because he removed it and now he's put it back, in theory, does that mean he's rebooted the political system? <laughs> so now, you know, it just turn it off, turn it back on again. It, it should be fine. We'll be all right. <laughs> James, thank you very much for explaining that. I like that. I've just remembered something. I'm just going to think. just want to think. This can be no trick. The conference was sadly born. They have the truth of this from Hero. From Google, you mean? They seem to pity the lady. Seems their affections have their full bent. Love me? That's what you do sometimes in Shakespeare, where you would, like, normally stop in real life. Like, it seems her affections have their full bent. Love me? Sometimes you just run two sentences on and you sound clever. No, you don't. You wait wait for the full stop. Okay. It seems her affections have their full bent. Love me? Why, it must be requited. I hear how I am censured. They say I will bear myself proudly if I perceive the love come from her. They say, too, that she will rather die than give any sign of affection. I did never think to marry. That's actually good acting. Yeah, except you ran the... the it must be requited was the revelation in his head, so you need to just emphasise that a bit more. I've got a revelation in my head at the moment. Mm-hmm. If you're not careful, it's going to come out of my mouth and probably come out of my fingers I'm just as trying well. to help you, mate. Because it sounds as if you don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> totally understand! I got accepted into RADA with this piece. Did you? Why didn't you go? Well, because they I got accepted into RADA. This is actually true. But they said I was too young and I should come back next year. Oh, that's not accepting you, then, No, is but it? they wouldn't that's have like asked when me... when I got accepted into Cambridge and they said, would you go to a girls' college? I said no. And they said, oh, never mind then. Well, sorry, where's the proof that you got offered a place at Cambridge? I've got a letter on my dad's. I'd love to see that, actually. Mm, okay. okay. My dad's probably got it somewhere because he wrote them a begging letter, apparently from oh, me, asking so them to reconsider. Oh, so you got offered the place because your dad begged you, right? No, 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 no. Begged, that was afterwards. Them. Okay. But where's the letter? And my dad's. I'd love to see it. Okay. We're here till one. Uh, Take you an hour to get there. What? Takes okay. us to half twelve. Then you can um, WhatsApp it. Off you go. Uh, oh, sorry. I have got it. Oh, sorry. Did I call? Oh, I'm sorry. Did I call your bluff? Not really. Well, really. I could probably get it tomorrow. I don't want it tomorrow. Tomorrow's another day. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. You're not really interested. No, no, sorry. 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 You said you could get it tomorrow. You mean you could not one up to- for tomorrow? Gosh. You could not one up for tomorrow. Okay, I could not one up for tomorrow. It's probably still in the envelope with the postmark. 
Would that be helpful? Mm, not really. I mean, it was quite a while ago. Yes. So there yes. aren't that many envelopes with postmarks from Cambridge University that go with a letter. That. I would love to see that letter. All right, I'll but find they're it. not for them. It's one of the saddest moments in my life. But okay, we can revisit that. Oh, there's plenty sadder to come. Trust me. Um, but then I would like to send it off to be carbon dated. Sure. Fine. Do you want to send uh, it to expe- Cambridge? I've got a name. Yes, yeah, Steve. They're probably not there anymore. No, probably not. Probably, probably never were. That's convenient, isn't it? Well, it was twenty years ago. The new production, but a new production of the Taming of the Shrew, which is one of the lousiest of plays. Oh no, that's good too. Now I tell you why I don't like Taming of the Shrew. It's because I have never read it, and B because Moonlighting did a special based on it. Ah. Uh, Remember Moonlighting? That doesn't get mentioned. Kind of. It was the sort of thing my mum used to watch. Yeah, my sister used to watch it. Um, the Royal Shakespeare Company has announced a reimagining of the play, which will see women play roles written for men and vice versa. While men played women in Shakespeare's time, gender reversals have become almost commonplace in modern productions of his work. So basically, they've got different... They got the sort of I get it, right? yep. And this ties in perfectly with what I was thinking the other day, right? I've always been very anti a black Bond, right? Very anti a black Bond because he's a, he's a white guy. James Bond's a white guy. Felix's CIA friend is a, is a black guy. Sometimes. James Bond is a white guy. Mm-hmm. And then just just today I was driving and I thought, James Bond isn't real. Yeah. He's not real. And then I got it. It was like, oh, he could be anything. He's not a real person, is he? It was this amazing revelation of going, because I've done those arguments. Well, of course, James Bond can't be black. He's a white guy. We got a lady in there. Yeah, why not? Why not have James Bond played by a dog? Tell you what he is for sure, according to this thing in the mail. Yeah. An alcoholic. Oh, Academics say that uh, 007 should be provided with help to tackle his problem from MI6. (laughs) Bond drank an average of 4.5 times in each film, a university analysis found. In a scene played by Daniel Craig, the character consumes a dangerous 24 units, says the fun police. Drinking led Bond to engage in risky behaviour like fights and speeding and shagging female agents. Oh, steady on, please. It's true. Uh, the double agent drinks a total of 109 drinks in over 24 films, an average of 4.5 per film. This is from the University of Otago, New Zealand. His record binge in The Quantum of Solace 2008 saw a Daniel Craig consume 24 units of alcohol in one sitting, which is enough to kill some people. <laughs> Not a bond, he's been at it for years. Um, hang on, loads of pictures, loads of pictures... Bond has drunk heavily and consistently across six decades, the authors of the study said. Mm. We classified him as having severe alcohol use disorder as he satisfied six of 11 DSM-5 criteria for this condition. This is the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, 5th edition, which is used by mental health professionals to assess disorders. Bond's love of a tipple or his chronic alcohol use disorder, as stated by the academic, lead him to make bad choices. Uh, MI6 management needs to redefine Bond's job to reduce his stress levels, the study published in the Medical Journal of Australia said. More field support and a stronger team approach are needed so that his duties do not weigh as heavily upon him. But the thing is, they're forgetting the main thing, which is he is not a real person. But this is, and this is what I hadn't, this is what I got today. (laughs) He's not real. Could be a black man, could be a black lady, could be a dude in a wheelchair. Could be a zebra. Back in the day, there would have been absolute furore at him being a Welshman. Yeah. What? Timothy Dalton. Well. Well, George Lazenby, where was he from? Was he Australian? He was, Aust- he was New Zealand, I think, wasn't he? Well. Um, 
Tom, who was start, we kicked off the show with Tom. Yeah. Tom's tweeted me. Good. Hey, it's Tom from earlier. Shall I read this? Is it appropriate to read this? Well, if you're asking that question, let's uh, take a break and let me have a look. Well, no, I'll read it. And then I'm going to read it, but we'll see if it's appropriate. It's Tom from the start of the show. Hey, it's Tom from earlier. I have a letter from Cambridge in my attic. I can't reach it, though. Why? Because it doesn't exist. Oh, well, mine exists. Oh, right. <laughs> Interesting. Across the UK, online and on DAB, the independent republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. Blasted rhetoric from the Banana Republic for people who think capital punishment isn't going nearly far enough. Join me, the Reverend Mike Graham. Revolutionary, rebellious, rebuilt, rebranded. Dangerous mid-morning debate with the great dictator. The independent republic of Mike Graham. Tomorrow morning from 10 on Talk Radio. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.